It's time to get your news on. We are VK1 WIA. And we are here with WIA National News for week commencing October 15, 2023. And this week, along with AR Magazine Editor-in-Chief Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, the Williamses join us. WIA President Scott Williams, VK3KJ, covers two items, election of directors and call for nominations, also an additional one-year complimentary membership if you have not been a WIA member in the past, and WIA past director John Williams, VK4JJW, with ACMA News on microwave frequencies. Plus, much, 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 much more in this edition of Amateur Radio News, presented professionally from the Wireless Institute of Australia. I'm editor Graham VK4BB. We give you the news we like and nothing else. We are VK1 WIA. Hi there, this is WIA Director and President Scott Williams, VK3KJ, and welcome to the broadcast this week. Firstly, election of directors, call for nominations. A notice will be published in the November-December edition of the Institute's magazine, Amateur Radio, calling for nominations from members for election to join the Board of Directors of the WIA. Three directors retire at the conclusion of the next annual general meeting, which will be held in May 2024, namely Lee Moyle, VK3GK, Chris Dmitrovic, VK3FY, and Stephen Green, VK2TSG. Each retiring director is eligible for re-election. A director must be a voting member of the WIA and must hold an Australian amateur radio licence and a company director identification number. A nomination form is available on the WIA website and at the link in the text edition of this broadcast. Candidate information will be posted online and emailed to members. Members are requested to ensure that their email address is correctly recorded on the WIA membership register to ensure emails are not delivered to incorrect addresses. Delivery to the returning officer may be made by hand when the WIA national office is open or by mail to the returning officer. Detailed delivery information is available in the text version of this broadcast. Please also note that facsimile transmissions, emails or by other electronic means cannot be accepted. This communique is authorised by John Marshall, the WIA returning officer. Now on to one year complimentary membership. Got a new licence? One year additional membership is on us. If you have received an amateur operator certificate of proficiency, AOCP, either foundation, standard or advanced at any time since the 1st of January 2018 or if you are an amateur radio operator, shortwave listener or other interested party and at any time have not previously held membership with the WIA, you may be eligible for an additional one-year membership extension to your first year's WIA membership subscription at no additional cost. If this is you or somebody you know, all you need to do is to complete a WIA membership application form, either hard or soft copy, along with a copy of your relevant AOCP qualification or equivalent if applicable, showing the date of qualification attainment and 
send them to the WIA head office for processing. This can also be forwarded by email to nationaloffice at wia.org.au. Join us and start receiving the many benefits that WIA membership offer. That's it for me this week. This has been Scott Williams, WIA President for this week's broadcast. In the past 10 days or so, we all received an email from ACMA. Our regulator is taking a second look at how microwave frequencies are being used in light of growing competition for those parts of the band. John Williams, VK4JJW, brings us an update as he originally filed for AR Newsline. The Australian Communications and Media Authority has released its five-year spectrum outlook, which acknowledges possible changes in the range between 2.3 to 2.302 gigahertz, where amateur radio operators have privileges on a secondary basis for activities that include Earth-Moon-Earth operations. Primary use is allocated to fixed and mobile services. The ACMA notes in its report that there are competing interests for the 2.3 gigahertz band, including for wireless broadband. The ACMA expects to address that in next year's report. Meanwhile, a regulator is scrutinising the middle of the band between 3.4 gigahertz and 4 gigahertz. This is an effort to accommodate 5G services as they're rolled out in the country. The ACMA is also looking to add three bands – the extended L-band at 1.5 GHz between 1.518 to 1.525 GHz and 1.668 to 1.675 GHz and 1.9 GHz, looking forward to an allocation of 2 GHz mobile satellite services from 1.980 to 2.005 GHz and 2.170 to 2.195 GHz. That's a lot of numbers for you. This is John Williams, VK4JJW. It's me again, Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, Editor-in-Chief of Amateur Radio Magazine. This month, 90 years ago, the first issue of Amateur Radio Magazine was launched. Bearing a bright, bold red cover, the 24-page issue was priced at sixpence. The WIA president of that era, George Thompson, VK3TH, said that the new magazine satisfied a long-felt want. Amazingly, that want has never vanished, not even during the dark days of World War II. To mark this milestone on air, the WAA board obtained a special event call sign, VK90AR, who wished to get on the bands and make some noise. The call sign is for use by any member of the WAA, as well as any affiliated club. Getting to use VK90AR is a simple process. Apply on the WIA website online event calendar where you can book a roster to suit yourself. If you already know where that is, go straight there. Otherwise, look up the news item featured prominently on the WIA website homepage. BK90AR expires on 31st of December 2023. So, get online, book a roster and don't miss out. That's it from me. I'm Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, for VK1WIA News. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1WIA. Now, international news with VK2LAW, Jason. Hello. Commencing this week with solar news. The sun is about to lose something important. It's magnetic poles. 
Recent measurements by NASA's Solar Dynamic Observatory reveal a rapid weakening of magnetic fields in the polar regions of the Sun. North and South magnetic poles are on the verge of disappearing. This will lead to a complete reversal of the Sun's global magnetic field, perhaps before the end of 2023. If this were happening on Earth, there'd be widespread alarm. Past reversals of our planet's magnetic field have been linked to calamities ranging from sudden climate change to the extinction of the Neanderthals. On the Sun, it's not so bad. In fact, it's routine, says a solar physicist at Stanford University. This happens every 11 years, more or less, when we're on the verge of solar maximum. To news from Region 1, French authorities have received a software update from Apple for its iPhone 12 and are reviewing it as a fix for a radiation issue, a source at the French Digital Ministry has told Reuters. Apple pledged to update the software to diffuse a row over radiation levels from iPhone 12 handsets after France suspended sales of the model following tests that said found breaches of radiation exposure limits. France has threatened to seek a product recall if Apple had refused to do a software update. The radiation warning in France was based on results of tests that differ from those carried out in other countries. Industry experts say there were no safety risks as regulatory limits, based on the risk of burns or heat stroke from the phone's radiation, were set well below the levels where scientists have found evidence of harm. Apple launched the iPhone 15 earlier this month, and the iPhone 12 is not available to buy from Apple directly. It can, however, be bought from third parties that have inventory or trade old phones. Back in our October 1 edition of WIA National News, we told of an RSGB board member who's planning on activating 10 summits out on some remote Scottish islands. Now comes word RSGB board director Ben Lloyd, Golf Whiskey 4 Bravo Mike Lima, will climb some of these with his partner and fellow rodeo amateur Martha and their two-year-old daughter Lyra. This Summits on the Air Sota Challenge combines Ben's favourite hobbies of amateur rodeo and hiking, but it also sometimes brings with it adverse weather conditions and the need to reach remote islands by kayak. You can catch up with his adventures on RSGB social media channels and through the special playlist of videos on the RSGB YouTube channel. To news from Region 2, a public period is open until October 30, 2023 for USA radio amateurs to comment on proposed changes to their 60-metre band. ARRL is asking all radio amateurs to join it in urging the FCC to continue the existing use of the band. ARRL is encouraging expressions of support to the FCC for the current 100-watt ERP power limit instead of reducing the power limit to 15 watts EIRP and continuing secondary access to the current channels. They have the opportunity to reply to comments by November 28. To Region 3, quite often we've reported on a missing Indian discovered after intervention by the ham radio operators of Bengal. But listen to this story. More than 500 tourists, scouts from Kolkata, Durgapur and Barakpur, gone missing after the devastating glacial lake outburst leading to a flash flood in North Sikkim have been traced back by the ham radio operators of Bengal. The number is in fact quite staggering, 547. The kin of two tourist families remained clueless after the catastrophic disaster. The district administration had sought assistance from the state interagency group and Barish Nagbiswa, secretary of the West Bengal Radio Club, said... 
the marooned families were traced back by our licensed operators, including Sumik Gosh. The families couldn't contact either of their kin or the civil administration for want of telecommunications. The batteries of their cell phones were also exhausted. He added, we've identified 547 tourists from different parts of the country in Sikkim and we've uploaded their signatures in the public domain for their true identification and to facilitate their kin in the planes. Weird and wonderful. The Zombie Shuffle is an annual evening event for QRPers, primarily in the USA and Canada, to get on the air and have some fun and rack up a really big score, in spite of what the participants, the zombies, CW or operating skills may be. It's held the Friday nearest to Halloween each year, and to avoid the ARRL CW sweepstakes contest. The Zombie Shuffle is administered strictly through the QRPL mailing list and the website mentioned in the text edition of this WIA News. The first Zombie Shuffle was held on October 30th, 1998. Well, so what are the changes for this year? Nothing really, pretty much the same old pointless get-on-the-air QRP silly radio event as always. The exchange includes your zombie number, and if you don't have a zombie number... Emailed the Grand Witches Jan to request one. If you've been issued with a zombie number in the past, it's good for life or death, whichever comes first. So why not have a listen out? And although QRP power, imagine those stateside operators hearing a zombie number from Kangaroo Land. For VK1 WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason VK2LAW. We are VK1 WIA. Now, operational news with VK4FUQ, Felix. Hello there. Now, contest-wise, October, Oceania Dex Contest is on now. CW, October 14-15, from 0600 hours UTC Saturday to 0600 hours UTC Sunday. 75th CQ Worldwide Dex Contest SSB League is October 28-29, with the CW test November 25-26. Both legs run 0000 hours UTC Saturday, ending 23.59 hours UTC Sunday. November, VHF UHF Spring Field Day, 25.26 November. 0100 hours UTC Saturday to 0059 hours UTC Sunday. DX Window. Remember, VI10 VKFF is running all year celebrating 10 years of the VKFF group. Anyway. E6, Stan, LZ1GC and Demo, LZ1ON, are QRV as E6AM until October 23 on 160-6m using CWSSB and FD8. Mowit, a large group of operators are on air as TO8FH till October 22 on 160-6m using CWSSB, Britty and FT8. QSL via F5, GSJ. Kazoo. JK3GAD will again be active from Rodriguez Island as 3B9KW during the CQ Worldwide CW Contest, November 25-26. Luxembourg, LX90RTL is in use to celebrate the 90th anniversary of Radio Luxembourg's first longwave broadcast. Listen for the call sign on the HF bands on SSB, CW, digital modes and via satellite. For BK1WIA National News... I'm Felix VK4FUQ in Ingham. Who? 
Radio. I'm Amanda, VK1 Whiskey X-Ray. I am Pete, VK2LP. Hi, this is Stephen, VK3SN. This is Alan, VK4 Hotel India Tango. I'm Gordon, VK4 VP. I'm Phil, VK6 Golf X-Ray. Hi, Graham, popping in again, this time with the Q News Workbench, where we measure twice, cut once. WTH. The round bottom of a proper wok is the key to a decent stir-fry, but it also makes it hard to use on traditional stoves. That's why many woks end up in a dark kitchen cabinet, unused, unloved, unwelcomed. But wait, it turns out that the round bottom of a wok is the perfect shape for gathering something else. Radio waves, specifically the 21 centimetre neutral hydrogen emissions coming from the heart of our galaxy. So, WTH, walk the hydrogen. Turning a walk into an entry-level radio telescope doesn't appear to be all that hard, at least judging by what Leo WH Fung et al. detail in their paper on WTH, or walk the hydrogen, measuring the walk's shape and size which in turn determines its focal point, is probably the hardest part of the build. Luckily, the paper includes tips on doing just that. The authors address the controversy of parabolic versus spherical reflectors and arrive at the conclusion that, for a radio telescope fashioned from a wok, it just doesn't matter. Just another helpful tip from Hackaday and your friends at WIA National News. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1WIA. Now, special interest group news with VK3GTV. Cole. Hello, everyone. First up, it's Worldwide Special Interest Group's Digital. The multi-mode digital voice modem project, which supports most of the digital voice modes used by amateur radio, is about to get a software upgrade through the efforts of Jonathan Naylor, G4KLX, and funding from the Amateur Radio Digital Communications. The open-source project supports D-Star, Yaesu System Fusion, NXTN, and more than 80% of the hotspots and repeaters on the Brandmeister DMR network. Jonathan, who's a developer of digital voice software, has been hired full-time to tackle a variety of issues, including bug mitigation, the creation of a portable user interface on additional hardware platforms, and adding support for such industry standards as message queuing telemetry transport. According to a press release from ARDC, work has already begun in the development of packet modes for 9600, 19200 and 38400, supporting narrow bandwidth using a modulation similar to DMR. The open source project itself began in 2015. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. Ham satellites at risk? In a move that underscores the significance of responsible space operations, especially as they pertain to satellite users, including we ham radio operators, the US Federal Communications Commission, FCC, has hit television provider Dish Network with a landmark fine for mishandling of space debris. Dish Network was fined US dollars after one of its satellites ran out of propellant and was improperly retired in February 2022. This is a first-of-its-kind fine concerning the mismanagement of an already-launched satellite. 
Instead of reaching the required 300-kilometre mark in its clean-up plan, the satellite was retired at a significantly lower orbit. This action led to the FCC to determine that Dish Network had breached the Communications Act, FCC guidelines and the company's licensing terms. Loyan Ejil, the FCC Enforcement Bureau Chief, commented on the importance of the ruling, stating, As satellite operations grow and the space economy propels forward, we must ensure that operators adhere to their obligations. Ejil emphasised the FCC's dedication and capability to enforce critical space debris regulations, terming this settlement groundbreaking. For amateur radio enthusiasts, this news underscores the importance of proper satellite management and the potential risks ham-operated satellites face amidst growing space junk. Still on Space News, Amazon has officially joined the race to build massive constellations of satellites that can blanket the globe in internet connectivity, a move that puts the tech company in direct competition with SpaceX and its Starlink system. The first two prototype satellites for Amazon's network, called Project Kuiper, launched aboard a United Launch Alliance rocket from Cape Canaveral on October 6. Worldwide Special Interest Group News, Summits on the Air, Worldwide Flora and Fauna Program, Parks on the Air and other adventure groups. Hams in Serbia have not forgotten one of that country's pioneers in the Flora and Fauna Program. Once again, they honoured him by doing what he himself loved to do. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, gives us the details. Search for the name Goran Savage on YouTube and you will find some compelling memorial video tributes along with the YouTube channel maintained by the late Serbian military test pilot showcasing some of the dramatic and ethereal views he captured from the cockpits of various planes. The Air Force Major was known in the amateur radio community as YT-2A and in the US as AD-7JQ. The global ham community grieved when in September 2012 he became a silent key in a plane crash. According to news reports, the tragic accident happened as rather than eject, he steered the plane to avoid crashing into homes in a residential area. Serbian hams, most especially in the worldwide flora and fauna community, have not forgotten Goran. On Saturday the 30th of September, they worked international pileups during the annual memorial event for the family and outdoors man who was also an active pioneer and advocate of the Flora and Fauna programme. This is Jeremy Bucci for NJH. Thanks, Jeremy. As always, there will be diplomas awarded, downloadable after the 1st of November, and the friends of this much-loved Silent Key will begin planning their tribute for the 12th anniversary of his death in 2024. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Military... Ham radio operators will be at the Pentagon and other military sites around the United States next month to mark the 75th anniversary of a program in which hams support the national defence. Andy Morrison, K9AWM from AR Newsline, has that story. The Air Force Military Auxiliary Radio System is marking its 75th anniversary of service to the U.S. military with a special event on all HF bands using all modes during the first week of November. Stations in each of the system's 10 wings will be calling CQ, as will the Mars station located at the Pentagon in Washington, D.C., using the call K4AF. 
Another station at Travis Air Force Base will be using the call sign KE6UEU. Certificates are being awarded for contacts. Stations containing five wings will receive a bronze endorsement. Stations logging all ten, plus the stations at the Pentagon and Travis Air Force Base, will receive gold endorsements on their certificates. The event begins on November 5th and ends on November 11th, which is observed as Veterans Day in the United States. Certificates will be downloadable after the 30th of November. Mars radio operators are volunteer members of a civilian auxiliary providing communication assistance for the U.S. military when needed. The organization was created in 1948. There are Mars volunteers serving the U.S. Air Force and the U.S. Army. This is Andy Morrison, K9AWM. Andy, thank you. On to worldwide special interest groups stamp collecting radio amateurs. Australia Post is set to mark 100 years of public broadcast radio by showcasing a new Australian stamp release. The new centenary of broadcast radio stamp releases feature images from broadcast radio's early years, with the first day of issue release set for this Tuesday, October 17, to mark the centenary of broadcast radio in Australia. Worldwide special interest groups, Radio Scouting. Oxley Region AR Club Station VK2BOR will be active in Jota, operating from McInerney Park on the banks of the Hastings River, Port Macquarie, on Saturday the 21st of October. And members of the St George Amateur Radio Society will once again be setting up and operating the Society Station VK2LE over the weekend as an activity of the Endeavour Bury Regatta in Kurnell in Sydney. Guides and scouts will have an opportunity to communicate with other youth members using the magic of radio. Now with more magic, Alec, VK2APC. Thank you, Cole. What the heck is Jota? Jota is the national fall dance of Aragon, Spain, that came to be in the 1700s. However, for scouts, Jota is part of Jota Jotty, which is we all know as Jamboree on the air and internet. A Jamboree means a celebration. And once a year, scouts celebrate their friendships and connections by keeping in touch through different means of communication. Jota Jotty is actually the world's largest scout event taking place on the internet and over the airwaves. Many people still refer to it as Jota, however, it has developed into Jota Jotty, which is communication over the internet as well as the airwaves. Held every October, this year it will take place from 20th of October to 22nd of October, which is next weekend. The event connects millions of young people around the world for a full weekend of online activities that promotes friendship and global uh, citizenship. Jota Jody enables scouts to participate in fun and engaging group activities over the internet and amateur radio that help them to develop and refine 21st century skills through scouting. So next weekend, listen out for the various stations around VK and the world calling CQ Jota and make a contact with the scouts so they may experience the wonderful hobby of amateur radio. Have a look in our text edition of the WIA National News for links to further information and calling frequencies for Jota Jody. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Alec, VK2 APC in Sydney. Thanks, Alec. And I look forward to chatting with scouts and guides from the Gunbow Island Jota Camp near Kahuna in VK3. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Rescue Radio. The latest issue of Amateur Radio magazine has the theme, When All Else Fails, and contains 15 pages devoted to amateur radio benefiting the community during emergencies. 
If you don't receive copies of AR in your letterbox, head out to your newsagent and bring a copy home. Your shack will thank you for it. Now, if you run Winlink, you might like to participate in ShakeOut 2023, the world's largest earthquake drill. This Thursday, October 19, at 10.19am, your local time, that is, wherever you are. Participation involves sending a did-you-feel-it report to the US Geological Survey using Winlink. This takes only a couple of minutes, so it's quick and easy to do. The latest edition of Wave Talkers live on YouTube discusses how to participate in the event and links are in the text edition of this broadcast. Earlier in this edition of WIA National News, the news you can trust, Jason had a story from IARU Region 3 featuring activities of the West Bengal Amateur Radio Club. It's back to Kolkata for this story. For the first time, amateur radio enthusiasts ventured into an institution in the city imparting training on setting up ham radio stations, which come in very handy at times when communication systems go haywire due to natural calamities. The West Bengal Radio Club and Indian Academy of Communication and Disaster Management conducted a workshop for students and teachers of Kittapur College, which is affiliated with Calcutta University. The lessons given were about the utility of ham radio and how one can be a responder in a group of people if they're struck by any disaster with the help of ham radio. Some 100 students and 10 teachers joined the workshop. Till next time, stay safe. I'm Col, VK3GTV. 2023 social scene. Now VK6, it's Perth Tech, October 28. In Hobart, November 4 and 5, Alara Meet 2023. Rosebud Radio Fest at Eastbourne Primary School, Sunday, November 12. And wrapping up November, November 26, Amateur Radio Experimenters Group Radio and Electronic Sale. Obviously, that's VK5 and November 26. Now till next we meet, I am Graham, I'm VK4BB, walk softly. From Australia, this has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.